a location within a one mile radius of Wrigley Field. It's Mike and Mark Love the Cubs with Mike Maloney and Mark Rosenthal. And now, here's Mike and Mark. Hello and welcome to yet another long awaited edition of Mike and Mark Love the Cubs. I'm Mike. I'm Mark. And we, we love the Cubs. Cubs. Mark Rosenthal, you beautiful Ooh, human being. Mike Maloney, you <laughs> glorious bastard. How are you? Oh, I'm great, Mike. How are you? Oh, man. It's, it's, I'm doing amazing. I'm fantastic. Um, it's so good to talk to you because uh, I haven't talked to you since the last time we recorded a podcast. Because that, that is the only time that we ever talk. Just, Correct. Just for, uh, Creative posterity's sake, I guess. That's right. Outside of this podcast, we are basically enemies. Mortal enemies. Yes, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. But somehow our mutual love of the Cubs comes together. Has brought us together once every now and then. <laughs> yes, we are excited to be back here. It is a great time to be a Cubs fan because last night, Mark. That's right. As of this recording, last night the Chicago Cubs have clinched the NL Central and are on their way to playoffs. Yes, as Anthony Rizzo stated, they were drunk for half the season and hungover. <laughs> and they finally went to brunch and they're feeling great about themselves and are playing the best baseball. It's so awesome. What do you think they what do you think they ate to get over that hangover? What do you think the Ooh. Cubs ate the team hangover cure? The team ha- I looking at a lot of those guys, I'm thinking like they just like went to town on like some real greasy like Sloppy, like maybe some like biscuits and gravy type of situation. Oh yeah. yeah. What are you thinking? Uh, I was thinking something along the same lines. Probably like a real thick bed of hash browns. Yes. Like greasy lard crisp hash browns. Mm-hmm. Two eggs over easy, so nice and runny. It all gets mixed over. Yeah. And then on top of that, just a big pile of corned beef hash. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's just more potatoes and then salt and all that stuff. Covered yeah. with hot sauce. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like I, nobody on that. Nobody on that is like drinking a coffee and having a parfait. Oh. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. Who has a parfait brunch? I don't, I don't, people do. People. Chris Bryant's beautiful eyes have parfaits at brunch. I mean, I believe Chris Bryant's beautiful eyes probably have parfaits all the time. Yeah, all they, the time. And you know what? They deserve it. Yeah. They can have all the dessert they want, Absolutely. Mike. Okay. All right. Well, Mark, let's get into it. We got a, a really fun uh, show planned for us. Uh, we're going to kick things off right away. How we always kick off every single episode. That's right. With our MVP. And LVP. And LVP. Yes. Now, Mark, I feel like it's probably good that, you know, the season is, is dwindling upon us. We're getting into postseason play. Sure. Maybe, maybe not just since we've last spoken, but maybe let's let's think about this from an overall perspective. Oh. Who's your LVP for maybe, you know, spanning from the entire season as we're kind of basking in the glory that is the end of this season? What are you thinking? Uh, I'm going to have to go for my LVP for the season is unfortunately <coughs> Kyle Bam Bam Schwarber. Yes. Um, you know, he, there was a lot of expectations on Bam Bam at the beginning of the year, uh, especially after his, uh, dare I say, heroic World Series performance, uh, to come in and kind of be an everyday player for the first time to show, you know, consistency at the plate uh, and consistency as much as Kyle Schwarber can in the field. Yes. Uh, and, you know, he was consistent in one thing uh, hitting home runs. He's hit a lot of home runs. He hit a good amount of home he, runs. And he hits them very far. Yes. As has been documented in this podcast. Right, but his batting average has kind of hovered around 200 for most of the season. He was sent down to the minor leagues for a brief period of time because he wasn't 
really, uh, you know, putting up with the numbers that he should. Uh, and I don't know if part of that is from their sort of aborted plan at the beginning of the year to have him hit leadoff for some reason. Yeah. Or And that kind of just, like, shook his confidence. That was a thing. That he, was a thing. He hit yeah. leadoff. For, like, a real long time. <laughs> like, it wasn't a couple games and they were like, well, that didn't work, moving on. It was, like, months. It was a while. Yeah. And there's probably an archived podcast of the two of us talking about how that was going to be a good idea. I believe the first one, we were pretty high on that. And then the second one even, I think one of us picked him as the MVP. Because yeah. he was doing all right. He was doing all right. And then he, like, just dropped off yeah, the end of the did. table. He did. It was rough. Uh, like a like a domino rally set gone amok Ooh. just fell off the table. Check that mark if you had domino rallies falling <laughs> on this podcast. All right. Well, we'll get into my MVP because, you know, we like to start negative here. And, Mark, I'm going to throw what might be... Considered to you and maybe our adoring fans a, a little bit of a curveball. Oh. This guy's been pretty good when he's on the field. But some kind of off-the-field things have been kind of hindering him all season. The one and only Addison Russell. Yes. Not the best of years for him. No. From a baseball perspective, pretty average. His defense has been, you know, okay But when he's been on the field. But right. The first part of the season he was marred with... Just having a bad year, kind of struggling, starting to get, you know, having that that bad Cubs World Series hangover potentially. And then it came out that he was having some uh, marital issues, maybe some infidelity, allegedly. And he, there got was, put on, he got put on full Instagram blast. Yes, right. Like the blastest blast of all time. Right. Um, A NASA level blast. Yes, absolutely. Like Australian space program level blast that they're just starting. That's I don't know right. If you read yeah, about that. I yeah. did. Um, so, you know, first half of the season kind of marred in kind of controversy. What's going on? Can he get his head around? And then the injury bug hit him to. For. An obnoxiously amount of long time, it seemed like. It seemed like he just had a little bit of a foot issue, and it just kept him out of the lineup for a while. We saw the emergence of of one Javi Baez kind of come into the fold and come into his own defensively and be a real kind of anchor for our defense. So his position kind of like, oh, is he? Is it worth it to have him back or anything like that? Just like, uh, you know, from start to finish, not the year that I think Addison Russell and Cubs fans thought that he was maybe going to have because, you know, he he really came through towards the end of the postseason for us. Right. True. And then to come in, and he had a great year last year. Absolutely. Uh, And this year he just, like, just didn't have it with the bat, didn't didn't have it uh, as well defensively. He has come on strong here towards the end of the year. He has. I will say that. Yes, I will. Uh, And, of course, this all leads to Nacho Gate. To Nacho Gate. So, as we all know... Addison Russell, aside from having marital issues, also viciously assaulted a tray of nachos during the Cubs Cardinals game. He he did. He did. And I, for one, would just like to say thank you, Addison Russell, for ruining that one Cardinals fans <laughs> night. But then like But then fuck you, Addison but Russell. But then kinda F you Addison Russell, because like you you made him fa- like it turned into like a thing. Because you brought him nachos back. And I had to, like, watch an awkward interview uh, with him and, like, the Chicago broadcast team where they, like, he, like, talked about who his favorite cub was now. And it was, right. it was just terrible. Yeah, the Nacho Man guy I didn't like. What was really funny, because, like, he started posting things on Twitter, his girlfriend 
started a Twitter that was called like Nacho Guy Girlfriend or something mm, like that. Okay. And there's the famous like the, the the selfie now that he took with Addison Russell during the game with the nachos and everything. He's holding the nachos up in front of her face. Man. Yeah. And so okay. she gave him a, she put him on blast a little bit. Okay. So they both got Australia space program blasted. Yes. Within the, within the year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's yeah. It's, it's a lot to handle. It is a lot. You know you can't you, you just can't pry Addison Russell away from controversy. You it just seems can't. Like. All right. Let enough. Not yeah. a lot of negativity today. No. Let's let's go on. Mark your MVP of the season. What do you oh, got? My MVP of the season was the MVP last season. It's Chris Bryant. Okay. He had a rough start to the season. Wasn't kind of living up to that MVP caliber performance. But he came on hot in the second half. Oh. He's brought his batting average up to close to 300. He's close to 30 home runs. He's, you know, just hitting the ball all over the place, getting on base, leading this team to the postseason. Totally. When Wilson Contreras went down with that injury after he got hot, he just picked up the slack and kept on going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Bryant, consummate professional, consummate leader, absolute 100% MVP. Plus, still most beautiful eyes on the team. Oh, and, like, the best faux hawk on the mm-hmm. team. I can't say that. No, no, no. I can't say that. I can't say that. I can't do that to Javi. I can't do that. I can't <sighs> say that Chris Bryant has the best faux hawk. That, be a I understand. I understand. Be a at, dis- least, at least Javi got rid of those redonkulous braids. Yeah. Uh, well, that leads me to my MVP of the season. Javi's braids? N- no, Mark. <laughs> the world that which Javi's braids lives in. Javi Baez's hair. No, I'm kidding. Javi Baez's hair is not my MVP oh, okay. of the season. From a more baseball perspective, I think it you can't go without recognizing Wade Davis. Absolutely. The guy we picked up on the uh, the Jorge Soler uh, trade, just player for player coming in at a real you know in a contract year, looking to really prove himself, and has been absolutely lights out. Blew one save because in a couple days stretch he just pitched a lot and kind of ran out of gas. You can't blame him for that. Mm-hmm. But until then, like 32 straight um, saves. Um, right. Like just absolutely lights out. And a guy who is set up and pitching so well and is the one thing – is not the one thing, but one of the things that's giving me all of the confidence in the world right now – Going into the postseason, knowing that there are some guys on the back end of our bullpen right now who, as long as they are not overworked, can really come in and do some damage, and Wade Davis is really anchoring that and has all season. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Wade Davis has been great. And especially with his injury history, a lot of people thought it was kind of an iffy uh, uh, prospect of him coming in and being as well, doing as well as he did. I don't think anybody expected him to come out and convert, you know, 32 out of 32 saves. Yeah. Uh, and you know, yeah, he blew that one. But again, that was after pitching uh, in what six, seven games consecutively. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and including a couple two, a uh, couple two inning uh, games. Like uh, Wade Davis is amazing. He's yeah. fine. He's it's totally yeah. fine. Um, yeah. So it's really exciting, Mike. Or Mark, do you, Mike? I'm Mike. You're Mark. Mark, do you have any last minute? Thoughts on either the season or where we're going with this playoff push, things you're excited, worried about, hopes, dreams, fears? Uh, I'll say this. You know, obviously, I would love another World Series win. Who wouldn't, right? A Cubs World Series comes once every 108 years. Why not make it twice every 109? I'm all right with that. Uh, That said, uh, it's very difficult to repeat championship seasons in baseball. Baseball, unlike most of the major sports, is one of the few sports that... 
uh, team fortunes can change so quickly and so rapidly. Um, you know, uh, unlike basketball and football, which um, you know generally large market teams have a huge advantage over small market teams. Even small market teams in baseball can compete. And so uh, I will say this. I would love the Cubs to win a World Series, but if they don't, it will not be a disappointment to me. The fact that we've made now three straight playoff appearances means that this team is uh, moving further away from their lovable losers persona and into hopefully a sort of like dynasty. I would love us to have sort of a Chicago Blackhawks kind of thing. Yes. You know, if we just won one, didn't win, won one, didn't win, didn't win, won one. That'd be fantastic. Totally fine. I'm right there with you. All I'm concerned about as a Cubs fan is year in and year out, we have a chance to make the tournament or we're in the tournament. Like, just making the playoffs, that is that is fantastic because the way playoff baseball works, it is the team that catches fire and is playing hot right there at the end of the season and can catch lightning in a bottle and goes through and can win it all. And that doesn't happen every single year. Absolutely. I, I will say that I'm, I'm hopeful because right now I think the Cubs are playing their best baseball. Um, of the entire season. They're playing well at the right time, uh, unlike some other teams in Major League Baseball, be it the Dodgers, uh, be it the Colorado Rockies, who are still trying to fend mm. off a wild card spot. Um, things about that nature. Like, I feel good about what we're doing. And, and as in the future, I'm with you. Like, as long as we are in a position where we can always get into the playoffs and then kind of see what happens, mm-hmm. I would love that. Yeah, as long as we're always competing... And we're always contending. That's that's what I want. Absolutely. Uh, the only other, the only thing that, and honestly, right now, like the only teams that scare me in the playoffs would be the Dodgers. The Dodgers do scare me a little bit, although they have kind of dropped off towards the end of the season. They have um, the Nationals because fuck Dusty Baker. Fuck. He'll, and he'll find he'll find a way. He'll find a way. He'll find a way to ruin one of our pitchers' arms somehow. Yeah, but also it's Dusty Baker, and like he'll find a way to fuck it up. Right. Yeah, but he'll also like find one of his old Cubs jerseys and like wear it to the ballpark one day, and then all of a sudden, and then just all of a sudden, it's like, oh yeah, he is our manager. He's in the uniform. It's yeah. Dusty Baker, and then everything blows exactly. Uh, and then honestly, in the AL, the Indians. I mean, the Indians. It's crazy. That team is insane. Like they were good last year. They were really good last year, and they pushed us to seven games in the World Series. This year, like, I would, I mean... They literally won 112 games in a row. Yeah, it's insane. It's in the books. You they, can they look won, it up. Yeah, they won a couple NFL games, which was crazy. Yeah, they yeah, they, they literally took a day off and won a, and won a preseason yeah. game and a regular season game. Yeah, they beat the Browns. Like, I mean, I know they're the Browns. It's the Browns. But still, it's yeah. a different sport. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And real demoralizing for Cleveland, too. For, like, their one team to kind of walk into their other, like, team stadium and be like, fuck these guys. Yeah, they went, like, full-on basketball where they did, like, inter-sports yeah. competitions. Yeah, exactly. The Browns. That's, that's absolutely true. P.S. Basketball watched it again recently. Okay. Does not hold up. No! <laughs> I like that movie. It is. It, I will say this. It is intermittently very funny. And, like, the scenes I think that are funniest are probably the scenes where... Trey Parker and Matt Stone probably had their own input and kind of like did their own thing. Yes. And then like the rest of the movie where it's just like the guy, uh, uh, Zucker, I think, uh, who did like Naked Gun and Airplane and stuff like that, where it was just him. It was just like, oh, this is real dated. You can't do this anymore. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Well, Mark, should we get into our next little segment? Mike, I think we should. Well, go ahead and introduce what we're going to be doing. Well, guys, as we discussed the last time we were here about four years ago, uh, baseball season 
ends it eventually. Does. It stops. But podcasting doesn't. There is no podcasting season. Podcasting is 24 7, 365. Except when people are busy doing things. Yes, absolutely. Like moving. Like moving, absolutely. (laughs) So, anyways, uh, once the Cubs season ends, we will be discussing our local football team, the Chicago Bears, Mm -hmm. uh, with our continuing to call this Mike and Mark Love the Cubs and And the the Bears. Bears. Yes. So we're going to just talk about the Chicago Bears here for a little bit in our little little preview segment of Mike and Mark Love the Cubs and And the the Bears. Bears. Cue the music. Broadcasting from a location within a 10-mile radius of Soldier Field, it's Mike and Mark Love the Cubs and the Bears. Ooh, that was nice. That was catchy, yeah, Mark. Surprising. All right, okay. All right, Mark. Um, so far, been going, I don't want to say okay, okay. I, I would say... As expected. I, you know what? Slightly better than expected. So the Bears came in, uh, you know, obviously a lot of people thought they were going to be absolute trash this year, uh, which I get. They've been absolute trash for a very long time now. A very long time. They let, you know, their best receiver go, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, to Philadelphia. They signed a backup quarterback from Tampa Bay, Mike Glennon, who has a neck longer than most adult giraffes, to be their starting quarterback. Threw away a bunch of draft picks uh, to draft another quarterback. The second pick, Mitch, loved to kiss them titties, titties. Trubisky. Yes. Uh, 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 come on. It's Mitchell. That's true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> the superlative is correct. <laughs> My apologies, Mitchell. Mitchell. Um, to kiss so, them yeah, they, the, the Bears, nobody really expected them to do very well. Going into the first game of the season against the Atlanta Falcons, I thought they did uh, actually very well. They almost won. Yeah, the Atlanta Falcons, they were in the Super Bowl last year, famously blew a 28-3 lead. And, uh, and it just ranking. kept on, the hangover kept on coming. Yeah, I mean, but like, they're considered one of the best teams, you know, in the NFC. And for the Bears to hang with them for as long as they did yeah. and play as well as they did... Uh, it was great. Obviously, uh, Mike Glennon had a pretty rough game. Um, it's just so bad. Yeah, he is not good. He's very good. And it really came to the forefront the next week against Tampa Bay when the Bears got absolutely obliterated. They only scored a garbage-time touchdown late in the end. They weren't able to get the run game going. They weren't able to get anything going. No, nothing. Uh, which leads us, strangely, to the third game of the season... Bears, uh, 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 Steelers, Steelers, right? Another team coming into a game against a two and O team. Steelers, one of the stalwarts of the AFC. Uh, you know, Big Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Bryant. You know, come out at Soldier Field. And the Bears steal a win against the Steelers. Unbelievable. And I mean, and and here's the thing: it could they had to do it in overtime. With a Jordan Howard walk off touchdown run, which was amazing, it was incredible. He had he Jordan Howard busted loose, uh, followed up his very successful rookie season last year, where he rushed for over a thousand yards. This year, finally got going. Him and Tariq Cohen, I think, are going to be a great. They're they're a budding duo. They're they're that's their typical thunder and lightning, or peanut butter and jelly, or a Brizzo, if you will. A br- yes, that's right. Yes. Ooh, I smell a tag team wrestling match. So we have Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen, Hoen. Oh, it's, it's starting here right now. That's right. Zip, Hoen. You heard it Tra- first. Trademark, Mike and Mark love the Cubs and, and the, the Bears. Bears. <laughs> Which is not that part is not trademark, but our, but yeah, our, our it's phrase is trademark. absolutely yes. Yep, yeah, we're good. 
Pay us right. money if you if you use that. Yeah. So so Hoenn is uh, killing it right now. Yep. Um, they had a great game. Uh, we do have to talk about uh, Marcus Cooper Senior. <laughs> And his the, the the Bears right now have a real knack for just acting like big dum dums on the field. Yeah, I mean this is a blunder that's going to be in like blooper reel, like NFL blooper reels for years, for years, to come. years to come. Um, Mark, uh, uh, Marcus Cooper Senior, uh, the the Bears block a field goal. Yeah, it's the end of the first half. Amazing. Block a field goal. Not only do they block it, it drops right into the hands of Marcus Cooper Sr. And not like a lineman who's a big, fat doof who can't nope. run very fast. It's like a corner who's like got blazing speed. And he takes off. He's got nothing but daylight. Nobody's even close <coughs> to him. He's got a 15-yard lead on everybody. He gets to about the 10-yard line and inexplicably basically just stops. Yep. And much like Don Beebe caught up to Leon Lett years ago... <laughs> A tight end for the Steelers. A tight end! Uh, Reaches from behind, knocking the ball loose just before he crosses the goal line for a touchdown. Then the ball, like, there's a scramble for it. It goes out the back of the end zone. And what... It became insanity, Mike. Yeah, insanity. Nobody knew what was happening. No, nothing. It was crazy. And so then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, it's it's a touchback. Oh, no, he batted the ball out. Which means that the Bears get the ball at the spot of the foul on the one yard line, and and it can't and you got and you can't end on a penalty. That's right. Which means they get a free play from the one yard line to punch it in. So they were gonna get a touchdown. It gets taken away because some dumb shit stops in the middle of the field. They're given a second chance to go into the to the second half with an, a, a some a good lead. And what happens? A goddamn false start penalty, Mike. <laughs> The worst. The worst. I felt like when I was watching him run, it was like, you know when like you're in Mario Kart or some sort of racing game, and it's like you're going and you're going really fast and it's all towards the end, and you're like, I'm going to slam on the turbo right here. But then like two seconds before you get to the finish line, like you run out of turbo and you're like, ah, A, A, B, start select, A, B, start select, like keep going faster, 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 and then everybody ends up just passing you. Like oh. that's how I felt when I was watching it. I hope Marcus Cooper felt the same way. It was like someone, it was like Mario Kart, like someone threw a blue shell at him. And like all of a sudden, it's like, who the fuck had a blue shell? Who the fuck, this tight end carrying around blue shells? Right. He wasn't even in eighth place. Why is he getting a blue shell? Exactly. And when you're in eighth place, why do you even want a blue shell? You know you fucker want a star, you asshole. Ruin it for everybody. <laughs> <sighs> and then it was like, oh, no, but we'll be okay. Like, oh, I'm still fine. Like, I recovered enough and everybody's well behind me. And then, like, a banana gets thrown at me for the false start penalty. And you're like, a goddamn banana. Of all things. Of all the things. A friggin' banana. <sighs> so the Bears had to settle for getting just a one green shell and kicking a field goal to go in with the 17-14 lead. They would, of course, hold on to win against the uh, against the Steelers and now sit at 1-3 going into the rest of the season, yeah, Mike. Yeah, not, not bad. You know, it is exciting. Uh, they're, they're just... The offense is just... Uh, other than our boys, Hoenn, the offense is just pitiful. It's terrible. It's terrible. We have no receivers. <laughs> no, Kevin they, White, Kevin White, once again injured he, from he the beginning. A, he pulled a Samuel L. Jackson in Unbreakable. He is Mr. Glass, yes. unfortunately, and is falling apart. Yeah. Um, I love the front seven on our defense. I think our defense looks great. It's gonna they're gonna keep us in games, and it's a young, solid nucleus that's gonna be together for a while. I really like it, and I'm also just really excited for this podcast to continue because I just feel like the. There's going to be so much content oh, that is going to stem from absolutely. this Bears season. It has I mean, given me so much hope, Mark. 
Mike, our quarterback right now is literally like the doofiest looking He's, human being ever. Oh my seen. gosh. Like I, I I was a drama kid in high school, right? I wasn't a, a bully, but I want to give this guy a wedgie so oh, bad. Absolutely. I want to give him a swirly and a purple nurple yep. and a wet I want all of it. All oh, of it. Mike. It's gonna be great. This it's is so, so bad. Fun. So fun. So you have that to look forward to, everybody. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. The Adventures of Hoenn, more Mario Kart references. Yeah. What more could you ask for? I don't know. Maybe a little fuck you, Dusty Baker. You son of a bitch, Mark. <laughs> Cue that music. As we end every episode, we are taking a brief period of time out here to say fuck you, Dusty Baker. However, this week is, is a very special fuck you, Dusty Baker. The most special Dusty Baker. Mark, we've been talking about this for a while. In our bang-up investigative journalism that comes with Mike and Mark Love the Cubs, right. we discovered that Dusty Baker owns a winery. Correct. And that wasn't enough. No. In our next podcast, I let you know... About prices for wine for Dusty Baker's winery. Which were insane. Which were insane. Astronomical. And then I found out how much it cost to ship one of these astronomically cheap bottles of wine to Which me. Which was more than the bottle itself, correct? Uh, it was. It was $20 to God ship to me. God damn it! And I knew all of this, and I found that information out, Mark, because I bought a bottle. And, it, and I ordered it. And I was very excited about it, and it created great content on our podcast. We were so excited. And that was probably six weeks ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. And I wasn't stalling. I ordered it. And I know everybody out there probably thought that, oh, they were just fucking around, whatever. No, I ordered the damn thing. And I will let you know, Mark, as of a week ago, I now have in my possession a bottle of white... Vermentino from 2016 Baker Family Wines bottle. Mark, this was a saga. I ordered the bottle. Yes. Can I, can I stop you for one second, sure. like, real quick? Just to interject before I forget this. Now, I noticed you said that it's it's a Vermentino. No one knows what that I is. I don't... I've never I'm, heard of that, Mike. I'm pretty sure that's a made-up wine. Great. Also, the name... The word vermin in there does not speak no, highly it doesn't, of it. No, it doesn't, like, fill me with, like, enthusiasm to Is this it. just the barrel that all the rats fell into, Mike? Oh, I can only assume. I can only assume. This bottle is... Well, we'll get to the bottle. We'll get to the bottle. I Why does it say... All right, I see it says Baker Family Wines. I get that. What's Fiddletown? Fiddletown? That's what it says under Baker Family Is that Wines. like... Is that where it is? Is Fiddletown a place? Like like Dusty Baker, where you like, ooh, I don't know where I'll, I'll start a winery. Ooh, I'll put my finger down here. Oh, Fiddletown. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. Is it like... Did, was the fiddle invented there? Because isn't the fiddle just a bullshit version of the violin? Uh, yes. Oh, well, that makes sense, because this is probably a bullshit version of wine. There you go. Nailed it! Nailed it, question. <laughs> All right, but back to the saga of me just... This is the first part of our fuss, Fuck You, Dusty Bakers. This is the saga for me to get this one. Sure. I ordered it. Through their website. <sighs> Through their website. Took my payment. I, I saw that they, they took the money from me. Great. Crickets. For two and a half weeks. 
I heard nothing. And I figured, okay, it's a winery, like it's wine, like it's very, you know, sometimes it's seasonal, whatever, it might take a while. Then I finally heard something, oh, because of the weather or something, it's delaying our shipment, we apologize. But it wasn't like a, here's your tracking number on the dusty, on the Baker Family Wines letterhead. It was just like a random email from some dude being like, we got your order, uh, it's coming. Like the next thing he could have replied to that email asking me to send money for the Prince of Nigeria who's like <laughs> having trouble and, and needs all my money. Like it was, it was a very strange interaction. Then I finally got a mysterious tracking number. Great. I figured that's probably it. And then I start getting notifications from UPS with big things that say someone 21 or older has to get this bottle of wine and we will only deliver it from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on Monday. Well, most people work Monday from 1 to 3 o'clock. Yeah. Okay, fine. They couldn't get it to me. Our next time that we'll try it, Tuesday from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock. Mark, let me let me uh, have you guess what I was probably doing that next day. Uh, I'm going to go working? Yeah, working like okay. a normal fucking human being. And then it just kept going and going. I went to the UPS website... And they kept, they kept giving me options to, like, choose when I would want it to be delivered. And I said, okay, great. They wanted to charge me $10 what? to pick the time and the date that I could get this wine delivered. What? It took two and a half weeks for my schedule to line up when they were finally able to drop this bottle of wine off when I was here. you got to be goddamn kidding and me. And here we are, now finally creating this, uh, recording this podcast saying fuck you Dusty Baker to this whole extravaganza and drinking what I hope is shitty wine. Now Mike, I just want to say this real quick. You said that they gave you an email Yes. that said the reason it had not been shipped was because of weather issues. Yes. And it was right around um, like when the Houston uh, hurricane was of happening. Course. I was like, okay, maybe that has something to do with it. Like, Great. What, uh, sure. I was okay. upset by it. I would, I would more... I'm just curious, because the wine is from 2016, right? Yes. So what's it been doing? <laughs> just like... Sitting there? So hanging? You can't you can't drive around Texas? <laughs> no. It's on a plane, isn't apparently, it? Apparently, no, apparently, Fiddletown to Chicago, Illinois... Gotta make a stop over. All routes go through Texas. Look, I don't mean to I don't mean to minimize the horrible devastation that's gone on with the the fucking eight million hurricanes that have happened in the last month. But I'm a little upset at Baker Family Wines that they couldn't just like put it on a plane to Minnesota and yeah. then send it to us. Yeah, absolutely. It just go as far away from as possible and bring it to me. Yeah, not a big deal. I don't understand. Uh, Mike, I'm really upset about this. It's, it's very... It was, uh, Especially because it's not a newly bottled wine. No. The bottling of this wine wasn't put off because of weather. The wine was just sitting there. It was just hanging out. In a room. Waiting for some schmoes who record a podcast to drink it and review it. I'm... Mike, I'm... The, no we, matter, gotta, you, we gotta calm ourselves, Mark, because right. I have a feeling that the anger is only going to increase right. tenfold. Now, before before we taste this wine, I would like to read the back of the wine bottle, the yes. label. We have to preview the whole experience, sure. right? Like, what we're getting out of this bottle, the presentation of it, you know, right. the whole experience. You know, I, I, I feel like I've watched a documentary about wine or something like that. Oh, so yeah. Like we have to give, like, the whole... 
Give it the whole experience. Give it our sommelier expertise. You said it, Mark. Great. Uh, so from on the back of the label, it reads in bold print, from the dugout to the vineyard. And then underneath has a fanciful little narrative. Dusty Baker has carried his passion and desire for excellence from the baseball diamond to the winery. Oh <laughs> passion for passion and desire for excellence. Okay, sure. Yeah. This wine expresses aromas and flavors of tropical fruit and citrus. All right. Oh my God. The grapes for this wine were grown in the Fiddletown Appalachian of Amador County. In the heart of California's Gold County. What? Oh, country. So, That's okay. a lot of locations. What? Yeah, what? Enjoy this. Oh, my God. This is rich, Mike. Okay. Enjoy this. Quote, liquid gold. Oh, my God. End quote. As an aperitif or with seafood or lemon chicken dishes. You can't even eat it with regular chicken, Mike. Nope, it's got to have lemon. Only lemon Only chicken. Only lemon chicken. So that leads me to believe that you can eat it with lemon pepper fried chicken, chicken piccata. That's it! That's it. Just those two Th- chicken dishes. That's, that's it. Or literally a piece of chicken with lemon on top of it. And then on, at the bottom it says, from our family to yours with an exclamation point. Like they're happy about giving it to us. Speak of special delivery, joining us for the first time in studio. Our special guest. Daphne. My dog. (laughs) I barricaded her up. I thought that she was secured, and she jumped over a very tall chair. I I will say this. Mike, the MVP of this podcast might be Daphne. That was an incredible display of athleticism. (laughs) It was crazy. I'm so sorry, Mark. It's okay. (laughs) Okay. We're moving on. Let's focus our hatred on this wine? On this wine. Mike, would, would you like to pour this? Well, I have a few thoughts on oh, this. Oh, sure. Okay, please. Um, I, the only thing is, like, I just... Like, when I hear the, the... When I see liquid gold in parentheses, I just think of urine. Sure. Like, I just think of someone peeing everywhere. I also imagine, like, Dusty Baker just, like, eating lemon chicken... Like, he couldn't just say lemon chicken. Right. Lemon chicken dishes. Right. So is it like a lean cuisine of fucking lemon chicken? Is that is that what's going on here? Like what is happening from the dugout to the vineyard? What is this? What are you doing? I hate this wine so much and I haven't even tasted it. I'm I'm the the my the, the liquid gold thing really bothers me. Yeah. Because uh, when I think liquid gold, I'm thinking of something like a high, like a high quality alcohol. Yes. You know, we're talking like a like a Johnny Walker Blue Label. Oh yes. You know, maybe like a uh, like a Glen Marenghi Twelve Year Scotch or Velveeta Cheese. Yeah, something something that really excites the palate. You know, something that really like brings home the flavor. And when I look at this wine, what I see is a uh, mildly hydrated human's urine. Is yes, what I see. Absolutely. Not super hydrated. There's still definitely that yellow tint. But, uh, uh, and when he says that he carried his passion and desires for excellence through baseball diamonds to the wineries, all I'm thinking is, okay, Dusty Baker, you probably went to Fiddletown, California, and found the best, just got maybe dropped into a position where you were around the best grapes. Right. Anywhere that were ever assembled. Like, just a prime... 
awesome team. You didn't have to do anything. Just you were. They flew you in, and they were like, "These are the best grapes. Do with do your Dusty Baker thing what you will." And it seemed like everything was all was well, and everything was a good idea. And you promptly just Dusty Bakered everything and ruined it. I, it. See, to me, what it seems like is that he showed up at this winery, this great winery, and he had like the two best great pickers in history just like uh, but they're young up and coming guys future hall of fame great pickers yes right and he promptly overworks them to the point that their fingers no longer work they've torn all the ligaments in their fingers yes and they can no longer great pick uh to the best of their abilities and maybe one of them bounces around the majors comes back and finally finishes up at this Winery eventually under a new uh, coach and maybe has an okay secondary career. But the other one's gone forever. Forever. And he'll try working at independent wineries and just won't catch on. And he'll just go bitter and angry and just harboring all the terrifying thoughts yeah, yes. about Dusty Baker. And, so, and all of this I feel I will be able to taste in this wine. Oh, I don't think that there's any doubt that we'll be able to taste that. And Mark, that's a great segue. Should we pour this? Mike... Pour it up, buddy. We have the fanciest of glasses for us to be able to try this. Yes, yeah. They were bought from Ikea. Excellent. So it's great. Mark, Only we're going to go ahead. Hopefully the microphone picks up this little pouring action. Oh. Nothing like pouring urine into a wine glass. There you are, Mark. Thank you, sir. Yes, 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 yes. Guests always get their wine first. All right, I'm pouring mine. Now, Mark, I, th- I believe the first thing you do whenever you try wine is you swirl it around. You swirl the glass. What are we yes. getting when we swirl in this right uh, now? I'm know? seeing um, pee. Yeah, I'm seeing um, just like maybe a little, little dehydrated. They they could have used a little bit more water. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, you know? definitely drinking a lot more energy drinks than water. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. All right, now let's smell this. What are we getting from the smell? Um, it's like. Bleh. It's pretty. It's a it's, pretty intense smell. It's getting me there, like right away. It's like we're we're drinking one. Yeah, I, it's like it's, I'm it's, here. It's, I'm Dusty Baker. It's got a bit of an alcoholic tang to it. Yes, it's kind of got a, a cheesy funk to it. Yeah, yeah, like I liquid, don't like liquid gold. Sure, like Velveeta like cheese. Absolutely. I'm not gonna lie. The smell, Mike, is not bad. It's, it's a little bad. aggressive. Yeah, it's a little it's aggressive, and it's and it's like wine, so it's fine. All right, Mark. I think we're ready for our first little sip. All right. Are you ready, buddy? Cheers. Cheers. It just tastes like wine. Yeah, it just tastes like regular wine. There's nothing there's nothing special to it. There's nothing I was hoping to get like tastes of like Maybe uh, like a, 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 a baseline, base path dirt, yes. or some grass. Maybe or like uh, the Fourth of July. Yeah, or some like real a hot summery. dog. Yeah. Something very baseball centric. Some old leather uh, getting cleated in the face, and kind of what I taste here. Mostly, it really does have a weird cheese flavor to yeah, it. Yeah, it does. On the back end that I'm not liking. Like, the smell was okay, but I don't like the way it tastes after you swallow it. Yeah, the taste that I'm getting is very much like, oh, I'm 23 and I graduated college, so I am I can be classy and drink wine now. Yeah. And then you go to the liquor store and buy like a $10 bottle of wine, and you're like, ooh, I'm classy. And because you're still 23, like, you don't really will feel, like, the full effects of 
sure. like, shitty hangover wine. Yeah. Like, not good quality hangover wine, but, like, bad wine hangover. Like, that's what I'm getting from this experience. Right yeah, there. it's not quite, it's not quite, like, bum wine. It's not quite, you know, uh, like, Mad Dog or, you know, fortified wine. It's definitely just kind of, just shitty. Yeah. It's just kind of boring. And and again, Mike, I, I the more I sip it, all I can taste is like this weird, this sharp weird kind of funk, this weird sharp cheddar tang on the back, and I'm I don't like it, but like I kind of like it because like you love sharp. Because I love sharp cheddar, the sharpest of cheddars. Only, only, only the sharpest. Yes, yeah, I absolutely. want it to be like a goddamn like Ginsu knife on my tongue. Ooh. Yeah, right. But this, it's I'm just. You know what really bums me out about this, Mike? What? Is that it's definitely not worth the price point. How much was the bottle itself, the, not shipping? The bottle itself was $16. $16. $16. And the shipping was $20. Uh, it, uh, between 18 and 20 Okay. If, if memory serves so, me So in essence, this bottle of wine cost you like 30 something dollars. Correct. Okay. For that money, you could go to a Trader Joe's and get like 10 bottles of three-buck chuck. And and, feel, and have a great time. I feel great about myself. Yes. This is... It's not the worst wine I've ever had. I will say that. No, no, no. It's definitely not the worst wine I've ever had. But, too. like, for for somebody like Dusty Baker, who is ostensibly a millionaire and supposedly has passion and desire for this, he's done a real poor job. Yeah. And it makes me wonder what his palate is like that he thinks this is good. Yeah, absolutely. That's what kind of bothers me. And... Now, it does say that it could be used as an aperitif, so I'm wondering if, like, after food, maybe this is better. Is that what was aperitif before food? Before food, yes. Oh, okay. So this is even worse, because so, we haven't had food, yeah. and it's real bad. Well, I, this is real terrible. So, like, this is the prime place that you would want to drink this, and I'm sitting here like, I don't, I don't, I don't want it. I'm really upset, Mike. I wish I had some, I wish I'd have known about the lemon chicken dishes. We could have had some lemon chicken lean cuisines. Yeah. To really get the full experience. I'm sorry I let you down in that respect, Mark. It's okay. Like, I don't blame you for not reading the bottle. I wouldn't have. Yeah. Until it came time. You know, Mark, I came into this experience already just primed and ready to really say fuck you, Dusty Baker, to it. Sure. Because the whole experience of getting this bottle was a little ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. But then the wine, I drink it, and like you said, it's not that bad. And that kind of fills me with even more rage. Right, it's just... Because I wanted this wine to be really shitty. I wanted it to be the shittiest wine I've ever had, and it's not. And it's ruining it's ruining my experience right now. I had, I had this built up to what it was supposed to be in my head. And I'm not getting filled with the rage that I anticipated to be. And that, in turn, fills me with more rage. Yeah, I, I, I get it, Mike. I understand where you're at. I'm really bummed out about this wine, of, mostly because... It's just startlingly mediocre. Yes. And I will say this. I am no wine expert. Oh, God, no. I am no sommelier. I have not gotten any sort of uh, thing. I don't drink wine very often, no. Mike. And when I do drink wine, I generally drink, like, Moscatos. Because I just want something crisp and refreshing and sweet on a nice hot summer day. Okay. Okay? I won't judge you for that. That's fine. I don't, Again, I'm a beer guy. I'm a yes, beer guy absolutely. and hard liquor. So when I want wine, it's mostly just because it's fucking hot outside. And I want something light and refreshing. Something I can drink in a hammock. Yes. Something I won't feel bad about pouring into a pint glass and just chugging. Definitely. Okay? This, though, this is, by all accounts, a premium wine. From the dugout to the vineyard. Yeah. 
from their family to ours. To ours. So that means not only is Dusty Baker involved, but his whole family's involved. Yes. And not even anger, because that means there's like f- at least like four people, including Dusty Baker's shitty baseball-playing son. Who got nepotistically drafted into the major yeah, leagues. sending us this horse shit. That, again, isn't that bad. It's not horse shit. It's whatever, like, the level of shit better than horse shit is. I don't know, like, bat shit, because at least it's useful to make gunpowder. Maybe like that. that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, so it's bat shit. Uh, but that's all. Mike, I am I'm full of rage right now. The, the most rage. God damn it, Dusty Baker. Fuck and, you. And now I have all of this wine left over that I'm, I'm inevitably going to drink. I would... Cook with it if I you, were you. Oh, lemon chicken dishes. Yeah, all the lemon chicken dishes. Yeah, but like, don't drink this with the lemon chicken dishes. No, nope. use this to cook with. This is not your cooking wine. It's a cooking. I have a cooking wine. You know what? Thank you, Dusty Baker. I have a cooking wine now. Congratulations. A really fucking expensive bottle of cooking wine. That also, it, I can't believe it's, it's so much. Unbelievable. <laughs> and it was such a process to get it. Oh, Mark, what an adventure we just took. Yeah, I know. It was crazy. But we, we, we went through it together. And we survived. We came out the other end. We're still alive. And we're still here. And you know what? The Cubs are still in the playoffs. Cheers, buddy. Cheers to that. That sh- I, 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 I want you to know I'm not lying for joke's sake. There is this weird sharp it is cheddar. A, it is a weird taste. Yeah, it's like this weird cheese, like like sharp cheddar. I, it, I'm just, I'm baffled. It's crazy. I'm baffled. It's crazy. All right, Mark. This was great. This was amazing. It's it was, so good. To, it's so good to be back. It's so good to be casting with you, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna hopefully have some more tricks up our sleeve with this, with the playoff run coming. Absolutely. Up here. Some more fun stuff. Some more good content coming through. Um, and uh, I hope you guys give us a listen, like what you hear. Uh, follow us on iTunes. We're there. We are on Facebook. And Mike and Mark love the Cubs. We're on the Twitter too. All we're all over the stuff. goddamn we're, place. We're everywhere. It's so much fun. Any final words, Mark? I love you, Mike. Love you too, buddy. I love you, listeners. But not as much as I love Mike. Bold move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time on Mike and Mark Love, love the, the Cubs. Cubs. Mike and Mark Love the Cubs is a production of the Pubcast Podcast Network, starring Mike Maloney and Mark Rosenthal. Follow us on Twitter at Mike and Mark Cubs. Or email us at mikeandmarkcubs at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on iTunes.